Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Challenges uh, coming out of the pandemic uh, economically. We've talked about, well, we know uh, off by heart, I guess. Now we've talked about them so often, about supply chain shortages, et cetera, et cetera, inflation, uh, not enough uh, people in the workforce right now. But technology plays a big role here, too. Uh, when businesses adopt technology, uh, they tend to become more productive. And uh, that certainly was the case during COVID when there were so many challenges uh, for businesses. Uh, if you're a huge mega corporation, uh, those technological advances, uh, not so difficult uh, because you've got the money and the resources. Uh, but small businesses uh, need them too. I mean, it's it's one of the tools now. It's not a luxury. It's a tool uh, to do business these days. But there are challenges for small businesses. And there's a, an outstanding report that uh, covers this subject. And since uh, small business is the backbone of our economy, uh, it's important for us to pay attention to this. Uh, the the uh, report is called Broken Links, uh, Driving Technology Adoption Within Ontario's Small Businesses. Uh, and it's uh, done by the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. And uh, Claudia DeSanti, who is the Senior Manager of Policy for the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, uh, joins us to talk about this. Uh, Claudia, great to have you back on the show. Thanks so much for the time today. Good morning, Bill. Thanks so much for having me. Well, this is very timely because clearly we want to be competitive. As, uh, you know, small businesses are, are such a key part in this right now, and, and they they've got a whole long list of of challenges to deal with already. Uh, technology might be able to help, but uh, not always accessible, and uh, maybe not even affordable for some businesses. That's right, uh, and we're heading into the holiday season right now, and many small businesses are frankly at a breaking point. And you alluded to this in your introduction, but you know, really, just worth spending a second to think about the situation that they find themselves in, which is that many are struggling to hire and retain enough workers because of these province-wide labor shortages, um, and they can't simply offer higher wages because they don't have the same kinds of capital that larger businesses have. Uh, they're feeling the effects of inflation and rising interest rates. A lot of them still have uh, levels of debt from the pandemic that they incurred to just stay alive. Uh, and retailers can't fill their shelves because of supply chain backlogs. And there's a recession looming that is making it quite uncertain and unpredictable in terms of consumer spending, especially heading into a busy holiday season, which a lot of small businesses really rely on. Um, so there's there's this context in which businesses find themselves. Um, and technology, as you said, one of the tools that they can use to pull themselves out of that. Um, and the other side of this is that small, uh, or sorry, consumers are really expecting to be able to engage with businesses online for everything from retail shopping to remote working. There's an expectation now that businesses are online. Um, and, and during the first year of the pandemic alone, we saw uh, more than double an increase in the volume of e-commerce, uh, more than double the number of people working remotely. And a lot of that has persisted. So uh, small businesses really need that technology, but they just can't afford to implement it without some support from government. Uh, and we're very focused on providing some solutions to, to how government can work with small businesses on those uh, tech adoption tools. Governments are always talking to talk, both federal and, and provincial governments, uh, about being there for small business. Uh, do they offer this, the supports for, for businesses that are finding some of these challenges now? Yeah, one of the things that we saw during the pandemic was really an uptick in the amount of support that governments were providing to small businesses for digitization. Um, so Digital Main Street is a, a provincial program. Uh, it's both provincial and federally funded uh, that predates the pandemic, but was, uh, you know, 
uh, more funds were added. Uh, and that's been very helpful for small businesses in Ontario. There's the new Canada Digital Adoption Program that has launched this year. Um, and just last week, actually, the province announced a what's called the Digitalization Competence Centre. So all of these provide some combination of funding, training, advisory services. And what we hear from businesses is that they've largely been helpful, um, but there have been some challenges with accessing the support, with the administrative burdens, just the, the amount of paperwork required to apply for some of these grants. Um, and, you know, we know businesses don't have time, especially small businesses, to fill out those applications. Um, and, and just clarity of communications as well around who is eligible, what happens if you have some concerns with your application. Uh, so what we do in the report is take a look at some of those programs that are available and provide some recommendations for how they can be improved. Um, because generally the consensus is that that type of support is, is exactly what we need. Okay, so, and, and you've got a couple of different levels here, even in a small business, there's, there's ownership slash management, uh, and they've they've got to obviously have these skills. Uh, employees, that, that may require training too, you know, let's face it, uh, there, there's a challenge there, even getting people to come and work in your business these days, we all know about those shortages. Uh, what about employee training? That takes time and, and money. Uh, does the government have their back? Right. So the second biggest barrier that we find in our surveys to tech adoption, as you note, is um, access to skills. So what's interesting is when we think about digital skills, I think sometimes we think software engineering or AI, but really what we mean, especially for small businesses, is basic digital skills like Microsoft Office and um, being able to run a website. Uh, but most people in Ontario uh, still haven't upskilled with those digital skills and small businesses can't afford to just send their employees off to um, some kind of training program um, and take time off work for that. Uh, so that is really one of the biggest challenges. Um, and our recommendations here focus on um, some very flexible micro-credentialing work integrated programs that uh, we've seen to be successful. Um, one of the challenges is that well, number one, small businesses often don't know that those programs are available and their staff don't know. Um, so part of it is just communicating the, the fact that there are opportunities like that. Um, and number two is also making sure that those programs are developed together with employers um, and that they're accessible to them uh, and that they reflect the actual skills that that those employee employers need. Um, so work integrated learning is a great example where you're combining in-class education with hands-on training on the job um, and small businesses need support so that they can participate in those whether it's wage subsidies or tax incentives um, there's a lot more that governments can do in partnership with small businesses to upskill that workforce when, when we start talking about adapting and, and pivoting as small businesses had to do as everybody had to do during the pandemic uh, part of that i guess is is as you mentioned, education, but it's a realization of what needs to be done. Uh, when we talk about support services, Claudia, uh, are, are there people that can instruct them, hey, you need to do a web page, you know, you have to design this. Uh, there's a number of things here. It's not just a matter of, okay, we've got some uh, some computers and laptops in the, in the business, in the actual business right now. There's a, there's a whole inter infrastructure there that has to be installed and, 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 and worked and, and manipulated to their advantage right now. That takes time and training. Absolutely. And one of the successful aspects of the Digital Main Street program is that they've dispatched uh, basically helpers to the small businesses um, to help them understand and navigate those decisions that need to be made and walk them through all the steps because that's really what's needed here. 
Um, in addition to in addition to the government, actually, uh, businesses like Google Canada also offer some advisory services um, in partnership with small businesses. So they have some free online resources and they also help uh, one on one with small businesses to, to make those decisions um, and, and help them kind of run their websites. Uh, but one of the big challenges has been the cybersecurity aspect as well, because we saw an uptick in cyber attacks during the pandemic, really some cyber criminals taking advantage of extra online activity. Um, and what small businesses often lack is just the understanding of uh, what their risk level is and how to protect themselves. Um, so the federal government has launched uh, Cyber Secure, which is a, a program that helps small businesses um, manage their cyber risk. Uh, there's also the Rogers Cybersecurity Catalyst that has some tools for small businesses. Um, that's really one of the gaps in which you, you don't uh, you can't just go it alone because there's some very technical um, information that's needed to understand how to protect yourself as a small business. What about your members themselves? Is, is there a, a large buy into this? Um, I don't want to get into stereotypes here, but, you know, we've all heard the stories. Of, you know, I don't need that stuff. I've been in the business 20 years and I've never needed it. And I don't need it now. And demographics, age-wise, there could be a number of different factors here. Or, or do they see the light here that this is this is not the future, this is the present? Well, I think during uh, COVID, uh, there's been a shift in mentality for a lot of small business owners um, who maybe before hadn't seen this as necessary. They, I run a small business, my customers come to my door, I have no need to be online. Um, but they were forced to shift that thinking um, when everybody was online and consumers now expect it uh, as a matter of convenience. We know from our surveys that there is a bit of a gap in terms of the the age of the business owner. Large, uh, older business owners are a little more reluctant to see technology as a benefit to them. Um, so there's a little bit of uh, awareness, I think, that, that we can play a role in there. Um, there are also some unique barriers for uh, you know, business owners with disability, for example, uh, because technology is not always accessible. Um, just from a, a very practical perspective, uh, as well as racialized and indigenous business owners. So it's not just about the awareness, but also some very real barriers that they face to, to being able to bridge that gap. Um, and part of what we're hoping to do with this report, and I think governments can do a good job of, is um, you know, helping small business owners understand how technology can benefit them uh, and, and that they're not left behind because that is the direction that the economy is heading in and it's the expectations that consumers have now. And I think the younger generation of consumers will increasingly expect that they can Google their business and they can buy from them uh, instead of just being able to, to stop at their door. One of the other elements of this that I, I'm, I'm glad was in the report here, because I've talked to, well, you and to Rocco Rossi, of course, uh, CEO for the Ontario Chamber, is broadband connectivity. And that's something the provinces and the, and the federal government, for that matter, that can play a large role. And we've, we've got to be more connected. Broadband is, uh, you know, it's, you can't have technology adoption without internet connectivity. So it was really the foundation of the report. And um, the chamber is doing more work on this in the coming months because uh, we couldn't do it full justice just within this small paper. Um, but as you note, absolutely critical. And some people may be surprised to know that 700,000 businesses and households in the province are, don't have minimum internet speed still. Um, so it's, it's very challenging for businesses, especially in rural and remote regions to adopt technology when they can't rely on, on their connectivity. 
um, there have been a lot of funds invested both from the governments and also from the private sector. Uh, but what we're seeing now is that the, the rollout of the infrastructure itself is being held back by some regulatory barriers. Um, those barriers are municipal, federal, provincial. Um, so we'd like to see the governments really sit down with the private sector, understand what the regulations need to look like and, and accelerate the rollout as much as possible because uh, it's small business survival that's on the line. Uh, if you're a small business and listening to this, uh, you can go to the Ontario Chamber of Commerce webpage, by the way, and the link's there for the report. Uh, always great talking with you, uh, Claudia. Thank you so much for this today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Claudia DeSanti was the Senior Manager for Policy for the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.